Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Many people don't watch the news because it makes them angry or sad to see what's happening in our world. And it really is bad. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that as Christians, we're called to watch and wait for the sign of the return of Jesus. But let's not argue in our waiting. Instead, let's wait in love and spread the good news. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update, as shared on October 16th, 2022. This is a controlled demolition, better said, disintegration of the global economy to usher in a cashless, digital, biodigital economic system. Revelation 13, 15 through 18. Line number four. The fourth industrial revolution. It's a lie. Here's the truth. In concert with the Great Reset, this is transhumanism. And it comes via the mark of the beast, which will damn and doom all who receive it for all of eternity. Well, where's that? Revelation 14, 9 through 11. See, if you're no longer human, and your DNA has been altered, and you're no longer fully human in your DNA, and your DNA is not intact, well, you're unredeemable, because Jesus came to redeem man, human. He became a man, fully God, fully man, to redeem man. And Satan knows this. He knows he's got a short time. He's got to get this transhumanism show on the road. And nobody's talking about this, right? Line number five. You knew this was coming, right? COVID-19 vaccination. It's a lie. First of all, it's not even a vaccine. Well, what is it then? Well, it's a genocide. It's a genocide under the banner of population control to control the population. Let me say the same thing in a different way. This so-called COVID-19, I'll use the word injection, is to kill as many people as possible to reduce the population in order to control the population. Where's that? Revelation chapter 6, really chapter 9 specifically verses 1 through 8 of Revelation 6, during the tribulation. Okay, Um, are you depressed? Don't be. 
There's good news. This brings me full circle to the beginning and the purpose of these updates, being that of getting Jesus to people and people to Jesus. So here's the question. We talked about this last week as well. How does knowing all of this bring the lost to Jesus and the saved closer to Jesus? Is that a fair question? Answer, when we open our eyes to the revving up of the evil deception in the world, it can propel us to Jesus as the Savior of the world. That's how. And not only does the evil in the world propel me to the Savior of the world, please listen, so too does it cause me to fall out of love with this world. You've heard it said, certainly in the context of marriage, "Ah, we're kind of falling out of love. We're growing apart. It's usually justification for divorce. Well, you probably know where I'm going with this, so I'll just say it. We as Christians are growing apart from the world, not our home. And dare I say that we should divorce ourselves from this world. We're married to the world. First John 2, verses 15 through 17. Do not love the world or the things in the world. Listen to the strength of this. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Whoa, wait a minute, come on. You're telling me that if I love the world, the love of the Father is not in me? No, I'm not telling you that. God's Word's telling you that. He goes on by the Holy Spirit and writes, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, And the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever, lives forever. If you would just kindly indulge me for a moment, just by way of a personal example. When our daughter Noel was dying, the doctors pulled us into the room and gave us the talk. She was hooked up to all these tubes and machines, and they basically told us that there was really nothing more that they could do, and it was really just a matter of time that she was passing away. She was dying. It's just a matter of time now. So they gave us an option. They said, now we can keep her on the machines and the tubes, but she's still going to pass away. Or we can take her off of all of those tubes and you can hold her. Well, we opted for the latter, obviously. And for seven grueling hours, we held our dying daughter in our arms as she passed away. 
That's what John is saying here. Again, you'll forgive the personal reference. But we need to pull the plug. Why are we still trying to keep this world on life support? It's going to die. Passing away. It's just a matter of time. Let go. The hardest thing for my wife and I was to let her go. But we had to. We had no choice. The world is dying. Let it go. Let it go. James 4.4. You've got to love James. We, By the way, we should probably get some t-shirts made for those of you that survived our verse-by-verse study through the book of James. What a book. What a guy. Well, you can't blame him. He's the half-brother of Jesus. If Could you imagine growing up in a home when your half-brother is is God incarnate? I mean, he's just blunt. He says, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. We've sent the world a friend request. I'm sorry. That's, uh, listen, if you got a better, you know, modern day example, I'm happy to think about it and use it. But I kind of like that one, because we've friended the world and blocked God. Is that strong? It needs to be. We need to unfriend the world and block the world and divorce the world, and let go of the world. Well, the last one is from Jesus Himself, and I mean this sums it up. John 12 verse 25, Jesus is speaking. He who loves his life will lose it, And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Now let's be honest with ourselves, please. How many times have we read that, quoted that, heard that? We know that, but think about that. The paradox, you know what I mean by a paradox? It's paradoxical. I want to keep my life for eternal life. I need to lose my life in this world. That's the problem. That's the problem. We love our life too much in this world. Doubtless many are familiar with the classic hymn, Give Me Jesus, which has as its refrain the lyrics, Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You may have all this world. Give me Jesus. Here's the bottom line. Our longing and yearning for eternal life will be proportionate to our willingness to let go of this world 
and lose our life. It's the only thing that comes anywhere close to an explanation as to why it is that professing Christians would not be so excited about the rapture, the pre-tribulation rapture of the church. Maybe the roots of their lives are dug down too deep in the temporal soil of this world, not our home, a world that we've long overstayed our welcome in. One last thing, and then I want to end with the gospel and the ABCs of salvation as we do every week, but I want you to think through this with me. I'll frame it in a question. Does not Bible prophecy in effect force us to let go of this world? Is that not what Bible prophecy does? I know it's had that effect on my life over the years. Again, you'll forgive the personal reference, but all the years I've been walking with Jesus, oh, always had a love for Bible prophecy. And the one thing it's done, if you couldn't tell, <laughs> is it has just, I mean, there's no love loss with this world. I have nothing here. Nothing is tethering me here to this world. I've long ago let go. And this world's not my friend either, by the way. If you haven't noticed, it's being, it's a little more hostile to us, if you haven't noticed. And I sent them a friend request? Yeah, I'm going to delete that one, man. No, Jesus is my friend. And He's my Savior. He told me I can call Him friend. I can call Him my friend. And my brother and my Savior, and my King, and my Lord, and my God, and my everything. And He's my hope, my only hope. Jesus, just Jesus. You can have it. You're going to have to wait till the rapture, but you can have it after we're gone. You can have the whole world. What shall a profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? I've already died to myself and my life in this world. I'm done with it. There's nothing here. I want to go home. I want to see Jesus. Hey, listen, Jesus cried a lot too. So, and so did Paul, by the way. So again, that's my story and I'm sticking with it. What's the gospel? Oh, it's good news. <laughs> Jesus came and he died to pay the penalty in our stead, in our place. And he was buried and he rose again, defeating death. We're going to talk about that a little bit in First Peter. So he rose again on the third day and he's coming back again one day. And that's the gospel. That's the good news. The word gospel means good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. What are the ABCs? Just a simple childlike explanation. It's something to have at the ready. Should the Lord ever give you the profound privilege of sharing the gospel with someone and leading them to Christ? It's just one way. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you have sinned, that you are a sinner, that you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. 
And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why Jesus said we must be born again to see the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 starts with the bad news first and then the good news after. What's the bad news? Well, there is a wage, a penalty for sin, and we've all sinned, and it's death. The wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. We've all been sentenced to death. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. Jesus comes and says, I'll die for you. I'll die for you. I'll pay the penalty for you. I'll pay in full and purchase you, redeem you, and then offer you this gift that I paid for in full, the gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A, here's the B, and this is so central. In fact, it's so simple. It's as simple as B, not just ABC. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans ten thirteen, all who call upon the name of the Lord <laughs> will be saved. It's that simple. It's childlike simple. Believing in your heart. And when you believe in your heart, the expression is to call upon Him and be saved. I implore you today, if you're here in this church or watching online and you've never put your trust in Him, believing in Him, calling upon Him, I implore you today, today is the day of salvation. Please don't delay the most important decision you'll ever make in your life for eternal life. Well, I'm really looking forward to today's But God testimony. It comes from Sonia in Australia, who writes, Good day from Australia, J.D., you have taught me a lot. Ten years now. Wow. Haven't things changed since I first started watching you on YouTube? I have grown in faith and learned so much from you, JD. Thank you. Throughout COVID, you kept strong in the faith and prophecy, the truth, while others walked with the narrative. Truly a man of God. Wow. God is awesome. I've been a Bible-believing Christian for ten years now. How the Lord can answer prayer and save loved ones is just magnificent. My father was an atheist. I dearly love my father. We were very close. He fell ill and dad would pray with us as we prayed over him over the years. He collapsed and was hospitalized and required a blood transfusion as he was hemorrhaging to death. His specialist knew I was a Christian and said I needed a miracle. They gave dad seven units of blood and the hemorrhaging still would not stop. Dr. Lee said to me, this is it, Sonia. 
There is nothing medically we can do now. Ask your father if he would like to be resuscitated if he dies. I walked over to my dear father and said, Dad, this is it. There is nothing Dr. Lee can do. If you die, would you like them to resuscitate you? Dad said, yes. I'll give it one last kick. Cheeky man. I then said to Dad, Dad, do you want to give your life to Jesus? He said, yes. I remembered the ABCs of salvation. And Dad happily acknowledged the ABCs, and we prayed together. Knowing Jesus was his Lord, God, and Savior, my heart was settled for my father. And in that moment, my cheeky father said, Sonia, you know, I've done a lot of naughty things in my life. I said, Dad, that's all behind you now. God has forgiven you. He smiled. We prayed, and Dad was at peace but God. The hemorrhaging had stopped within the hour. Dr. Lee said, it was a miracle. Hmm. I happen to know a God of miracles. (laughs) Get this, Dad lived for another eight months, being faithful in prayer and praising Jesus, something I'll never forget. God blessed Dad with the best care which we praise and thank God for. I had asked the Lord when it was time for dad to leave us that he would not suffer greatly and that I may be present with him at that time. But God, my father was on no painkillers. The nurses said they had never seen this in a patient with cirrhosis. It's normally a horrible and painful death. I was blessed to stay with dad when he fell into a deep sleep. He was slowly losing breath whilst I kept praying and singing psalms, holding dad's hand day and night. That morning dad took his last breath. He opened his eyes and then went to be with the Lord. I have learned to just give everything to the Lord, but in thanks and praise. It gets better. (laughs) My husband said he believed in God, Though I study eschatology, my husband always thought I was taking it way too seriously, especially the rapture. He thought the rapture was 50 years away, not in our lifetime. Then COVID hit. Well, then the Lord had opened my husband's eyes and ears to his word. He sees it all and understands it now. Our church recently had a baptism, and my daughter was baptized. Then, right at the last minute, my husband got baptized too. Wow. I always prayed for my daughter and husband to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Just give everything to our magnificent, holy, glorious Lord Jesus Christ. Sorry it's a long one. That's okay. I feel your pain. (laughs) God bless you, Brother J.D., and online family church family. Love Sonia and family from Australia. Thank you for being faithful and true. Praise the Lord. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. 
Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.